Morning. Mike's working, eh? Good, good. We are so glad that you are here today and excited. Go ahead and make your comments now. I don't have a tie on. And I'm preaching. Is that, is that biblical? That's good. That's good. Only one here today is Frank. Take your tie off, Pastor Frank. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, welcome. We are glad you're here. And uh, I am privileged to, to be here before. Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Ringler has his bolo on. So there's two. Uh, but again, we are. Uh, I am glad that, that I'm here and, and have the privilege to share uh, a little bit of what uh, I feel the Lord has, has placed on my heart uh, today. And so, you know, this month we have been watching video clips of the uh, Lottie Moon, is it? You know, the, the International Mission Board, how they send missionaries over into other countries. We watched one uh, moments ago about how uh, they're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with those around them. And, and, you know, one thing that really stuck with me about watching these videos is the building and maintaining of relationships. I think and in each of the scenarios, you can see in order for the missionary to actually be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, they first had to build a relationship. They had to get to know the people, to understand their likes and dislikes, and to just grow in that area. And, and um, you know, if I were to pick, if I could pick one word that would sum up, that would describe Christian living would be a word like, obviously the, 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 the obvious word is love, right? I mean, we're supposed to love all people, and I know all people are not easy to love, but in any case, that's the, that's the rule. But, you know, my pick would be, for Christian living, would be relationships. I think that's a very, very important word that we understand and, and, and that we actually focus on. You know, when Jesus asked the most important command. He was asked the most important command. We know what it is. He, 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 talked to, to, he talked to them about, hey, we need to have a relationship with God the Father. It, it says that um, one's relationship with God was the most important. When he was asked this question, he, he then indicated, obviously, that the relationship with others is, you know, a, a close second, right? I mean, so first with God, first with, uh, next with others. So it is safe to assume that relationships are kind of the core of Christian living. Wouldn't you agree? Let's just pause for a minute. Uh, I'll give you a second uh, to turn to Matthew 22. Um, but uh, let, me, let me just go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we, we praise your name. We thank you, Lord, for this day, for this hour, for this opportunity to, to be together as a body of believers, Father. And, and we are here to hear from you, Father. We are here to sing out worship to you. And Lord, we just ask that you speak clearly to us. Thank you for this privilege of this day. And we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Matthew 22, I didn't put it on the screen because, you know, Pastor Frank likes to hear the, the pages turn. Uh, if you're on your Bible app, I know some of you are on your Bible apps, it's going to be on the same page. 
in the Bible app. But Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. We know this. We've read it. We, we understand it. And, and it says that Jesus telling us, when he asked them what this question was, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they got together, and one of them, an, exp- an expert, I mean, this guy was an expert in the law, and he tested him, Jesus, with this question. He said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Which is the greatest commandment in the law? And, of course, Jesus replied. He, he, he quoted Deuteronomy 6, 5. Almost. Jesus said, love the Lord God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like, is, the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. If you go back and look at Deuteronomy, I thought this was interesting. Go back and look at Deuteronomy 6, 5. This is what Jesus quoted from. It says there, love God the Father with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And here in Matthew it's saying that he, all your mind. And some people might say, oh, well, maybe there's some, there's some confusion there. Maybe Jesus misquoted scripture. No, Jesus was a prophet. And he was bringing, maybe he was adding to Scripture. Amen? You know, and so I think about that for a moment when I think, you know, how can I love God with all my mind, with all my heart, with all myself, with all my soul? It's kind of almost impossible, but it's something that, that we should thrive to do. And, you know, here's the thing. You, you can show love to someone without much of a relationship. I mean, you can show love to some people without having much of a relationship with them. Think about the example that we read in in Luke chapter 10 of the Good Samaritan. He showed the Jewish, the the wounded Jewish man uh, a little bit of love, but he didn't really even know him. Remember the story he was walking by? You know, he, he really didn't know him. And you know, he even left the guy in care with someone else that he paid for. He goes, you know, I'm going to pay you to take care of this guy because i got to go. I mean, that's love. That's true love. But he really didn't know the person. There wasn't a lot of relationship built then. But, I mean, there's more than a, a general call to love, I think, for us. You know, Jesus is calling us as Christ followers, as believers in him, to I think to love through relationships. We need to love through relationships. And so first, we're we're going to look at something that's probably pretty obvious to us, but sometimes I think we overlook it. It's a personal relationship. And personal means not just functional. Because you can have have a functional relationship uh, because they're your lawyer or they're your doctor or they're your pastor, or maybe they're your employer, or you're their employee, or maybe they're your teammate, or maybe they're your teacher. You know, you can have all these functional relationships without a relationship that's being personal. Um, You know, to be personal would mean that you would relate to each other about personal things, Um, not just professional things like we, we had talked about with those you know, and, and, and this is what is interesting to me is Jesus had this um, uh, concentric circles 
of increasingly intimate personal relationships. In, in Luke chapter 10, we can find where he, he sent out the 70. He appointed them and sent them out. 70, it said. Groups of people, big circle of people, right? And then we could also see in Mark chapter 3, then, he, then he, he chose 12 people. I mean, the circle got a little smaller. He, tw- he chose 12 people to be with him throughout his entire ministry as he was on earth. Well, it doesn't stop there. You know, um, there was Peter, James, and John. Remember, he took them, they were pretty tight. He took them to the, the, uh, uh, the, the mount of, what do we call it? Transfiguration, right? Where they saw the spirit of uh, Moses and Elijah. And, and he took those guys, he took them with him when they raised the little girl from the dead. He had those three with him. He took them to the seclusion of the Garden of Gethsemane where he was there in prayer to his father who was in heaven. I mean, this closer relationship of people was a little tighter knitted. Don't forget, four times it says in the gospel that John was called the disciple who Jesus loved. The circle got a little smaller, didn't it? It's interesting to think about uh, our, fa- our friend, as Tara shared with us, is Jesus. He's our friend. And the point that I think that Jesus himself had uh, a cluster of personal relationships in, in varying depths. I mean, they were different depths of relationships that he had with people that were around him. And, you know, they were not cliques. They were not uh, little groups. Uh, Jesus had some deep personal relationships. But he was also open uh, and, and outgoing uh, to people. And this is, this is what I want us to get a little bit more today is Christ followers, which we are, we are Christ followers, we should seek deepening relationships. We should seek them out. And that's the second word I want us to, to look at and describes the relationships that we should seek, deepening. It should, it should, it should deepen. Now, I'm not just using the word deep. I'm using the word deepening because relationships are always a process, aren't they? I mean, they, 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 they are not static. They, they take time. And a lot of times, we know, we don't have time. I mean, our, 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 um, it doesn't happen overnight to, to build these deep relationships. A, a deepening relationship means that we... Do not stay at this level of superficiality. You know, there's, there's a deeper character that needs to be given. Um, knowing a few personal things about a person and, and asking them uh, things uh, are, are going uh, without expecting much of a reply other than good. You know how you do it. You, you walk through and say, hey, how you doing, Paul? Well, good. And then you walk on. Great, good. That's not a deep relationship. It seems to be... Um, a problem, I think. You know, we, we, we can't go deep with everyone. I understand that. We, we can't know uh, everyone in this deep relationship. But the biblical command to hear each other's burdens that we read about in Galatians 6, 2 seems to imply something deeper than the passing by at Win dixie going, hey, how are you? It seems to be more than that. And 
you know, Christ followers, we, we should practice this in also a supportive uh, relationships in, in this way. Um, this, is where, this is where love especially comes in. And, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about relationships of love. I think it's really interesting when I was looking at this, what I wanted to share with you today, I, I've always said, you know, Preston, you're so blessed. I have so many people that love me. And I asked the question, why? You know, why am I so blessed? Why are there so many people that I know that love me more than just, you know, a, a, a person? And, and, and then I, you know, I, I, I was talking to my wife and talking to a couple of friends about it. And, 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 I, and it was revealed to me that it's because I love people. Children, I obviously love them. They love me. It's kind of awkward sometimes when I'm out in the community and, and, and children come up and go, hey, Mr. Preston, and their parents are like, who's that? You know, they're looking at me like, who's that? Is he a creeper or what? You know, cause, but I'm involved in their lives. I'm not bragging to you. I'm just, this is something that is new to learn for me as well. It's because I believe that this because of that love that I have for children especially, it's easy for me to love. And, and, and that's, what God, that's what God wants. Um, love means that you have a heart to lighten the person's load as you get to know them. Love means that, you, that your desire is to be a load lifter, a burden bearer, a helper, a strengthener comes into play. You want to help them through life. That's what I, I believe we need to, to, to grasp here. I mean, it's true. We all need these things ourselves. We all need to, to, to have someone lift us up. We all need to have someone maybe help carry our load, uh, our burdens. Um, it, that's true. But if, if we're going into a relationship mainly to have someone help me get what I need, that's not very uh, that's not very good relationship. I, I believe that relationship is probably going to collapse real easily. If we're going into it, what am I going to get? You know, I believe sometimes, I'm not saying all of us, but I believe sometimes people come to church to get something. You know, I need to get a word from God. I need to get somebody to pray for me because I got this. I need to get, I need to get, I need to get. But, you know... <laughs> It's pretty obvious that we're supposed to come here to give something. And that's to give our worship to him who is worthy of our worship. Amen? Our friend in Christ. Um, the, the, the relationship needs to be uh, uh, deep. Uh, Acts chapter 20, verses 35, we can see where Paul tells the elders of the church of Ephesus that it is more blessed to give than to receive. I know growing up, that's one of the things that my mom would say. She was not a, she, she didn't go to church and grow up in church and stuff like that. I know she did get a Bible when she was a little girl because her mom played the piano in church. But in any case, she always would say, well, son, it's because I was always asking for things. That's why she'd say it's better to give than receive. And that didn't really make a whole lot of sense then. But it does now because when you give out of the heart and the person receives it, you, you can see their lives change right before you. You know, and Paul knows a lot about investing in people without expecting anything in return. We can find in Scripture uh, where, he, where he did a lot of that. 
uh, not expecting anything in return. And I think that relationships should thrive when we try to outdo. They will thrive when we try to outdo others uh, in supporting, not being supported. You know, when we're trying to outdo someone else, it's going to be more of a blessing. And so here, I think as well as, as Christ followers that you and I are, we should practice this faith-building relationships. Faith-building you know, we grow in our faith. Scripture tells us that we work out our salvation. Not that we're working for our salvation, but it's just a work in progress. We're always building. We're always learning. And, and God designed relationships for us so that we would help each other. Live by faith in future grace. You know, I believe that a lot of people struggle with grace anyway. Well, you just don't know what God's, I mean, especially new believers. You just don't know what I've done, man. You know, God can't forgive me for that. And a lot of people struggle with that. And I believe even as Christians, sometimes when we, we walk through life and we stumble and we fall and we get a, a sin that plagues us and we can't get past it or it's a struggle to us or it's the thorn in our side like Paul had. Oh, well, you know, I just keep doing it. I have friends. Friends that won't come here to worship God because of their feeling of being a hypocrite. But you know, we're all hypocrites. Praise God, He loves us anyway. Amen? Praise God, He loves us anyway. Amen? Okay, good. You're still awake. All right. Um, So we live by faith in future grace. That means being satisfied with all that God is for us in Jesus. Being satisfied with... With all that God is for us in Jesus. So, all Christian relationships have this as their goal. Okay, so to help each other stay satisfied in God. A lot of times people lose that satisfaction in God because they didn't get anything. Rather than giving something, they would find more satisfaction. And, you know... There's people right now, I'm sure, right here in our church that are in a crisis of faith. Most likely, right here among the 30 people that are here or 40, whatever. There are probably some of you that are in a crisis moment in your faith. And here's the question you should ask. Will they, will you keep on trusting in God's future grace? God calls us into relationship with each other. That's the goal of, of, of His calling. Relationships are, are for faith building, for faith preserving. Okay, um, Relationships of, of love for the glory of God. Relationships are for God's glory. Right? I mean, relationships are highly valued. As expressions of our passion for the supremacy of God's love. And, you know, uh, how how do you, I ask the question, you know, how do you exalt, how do you exalt the supremacy of God's love? I mean, that's a fair question. By trusting it, (laughs) by trusting it and, and helping other people trust it. You know, by being satisfied with it and by helping other people be satisfied with it. 
You know, because it is enough, amen? It is enough that God has for us to be satisfied in that, in that, in, in his love. God's calling us to relationships of love that are personal, deepening, supportive, and faith-building. Okay? And so he wants our lives to be woven together with people. And of course, not all people. That's impossible, right? Okay? Um, but some people, some people, we can touch each other on a fairly deeper level. We can uh, support each other when the burdens are heavy. You know, a lot of times that's when we dodge others. Oh, Lord, he's got problems. I don't want to deal with that. You know, I'm just being honest with myself. I've been there. Oh, my gosh, there's that one guy, and he's just got all kinds of problems, and I don't have time. It's wrong. Supporting each other on their heavy burdens and building each other's faith in future grace by showing the supremacy of the love of God in Jesus Christ. So, this is what I pray. I pray that First Baptist Church of LaBelle would be the kind of church that spreads a passion for the supremacy of God. I believe, I pray that we are able to build relationships in our church. And I know many of you probably don't know each other's names, but we should try to grow there. We should build these kind of relationships in our church, in our community, and the world around us. Look, we, we, we talked about hope, peace, joy, love. That's what we've, we've talked about for the last three weeks. And this is how we can show people those things. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, Paul was an expert on building, on relationship building and maintaining. And this is the verse that I have on the screen for you because this is the one that I think is the core to what I want to share today. And uh, they'll throw it up there for me. 1 Thessalonians uh, 2.8. And it says, having so fond, this is Paul writing to the church in Thessalonica. And he's saying, having so fond an affection for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become very dear to us. I mean, Paul shared the thorn in his side that we read about in Scripture with other people. And we're all going, I wonder what that thorn was. I guarantee you he shared it with those around him because he wanted that personal relation. He wanted someone else to encourage him and build him up and go, Paul, you know, whatever that struggle is, you're going to make it. You're going to get through it because I'm going to help you. You know, found in these verses are three words that form the basis of developing relationships which have passed the test of time. The three words are care. You know, remember this. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Share. Sharing with others in a deep relationship requires that we get up close and personal with one another. We can't share from a distance. I mean, I know I could have, I have candy all the time and I could share it with Mr. Ringner way back there in the back and probably hit... Uh, Lauren or somebody because I don't throw very well and I could share my candy from a distance but to really share I need to be up and close and personal right um, and, the, and the last word is 
said that Paul said that they were dear to us. Paul, Paul loved these people. He loved these people. And when, he, and when we love others, we do not treat them as a means to an end, but rather as individuals of value. As individuals of value. To communicate our love with others, we must dare to talk about our affections. And today we're too worried about how they're going to judge us if I really share what I feel. My affections. I, I'm worried that they're going to judge me and, and we're not going to, that our relationship will part. We have to be affectionate. We must learn that gest, we must learn gestures of love. And I know some of you don't really like hugs, you know, but that's a good gesture of love, isn't it? A handshake, being a good listener rather than just ready to say what you want to say, but actually listening to what's being said. I mean, Scripture throughout, it says, you know, he who has an ear, let him hear. I mean, you know, um, as well as many acts of kindness. I've talked about last time I, I preached, you know, kindness is a big important thing for us as Christians to be kind. Um, and, and, and may we never forget that love is something you do. Not something that you say. I mean, you can say it all day. But unless someone sees it, you know, you just want something from me because you said you love me, you know. Um, Paul did not erect barriers in his life. He was not aloft. He opened his life to others. He shared with them. And when we make room for others in our lives, the walls of indifference and apathy will come down. When we make room in, in our lives for other people. That, I believe that. Um, when we make room for others, we discover the best of others. And even the best of ourselves. I mean, they'll help us understand things that we may not have understood beforehand. I have a story I wanted to read with you before we finish. Um, and I looked it up. It's, it's a pretty neat story, but I'm going to read it for you. 1964, way before I was born. Only six years. Uh, but anyway, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll think this is interesting. When, when, when Gene Stallings, a former head coach at Alabama, was an assistant under Bear Bryant as Fellowship of Christian Athlete chapter began, Stallings was, at his fir- was the first assistant to attend the meeting. Bryant was, about, was somewhat bewildered. So after Stallings had taken the head coach position at Texas A&M, he received a call from Bryant. Stallings, you know what is the worst thing that has happened to our football team? It is the FCA. That's Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Those players are doing nothing but hugging on each other, loving on each other, and they, they won't hit anybody. Bryant left Stallings to ponder those absurd, absorbed bare facts. After the season, which turned out to be the best that Bryant ever had, the bear called Stallings again. Stallings, you know what's the best thing that's ever happened to our football team? It's the FCA. It has brought such a oneness and closeness to our team. We are unified because of the influence it had on our squad. Isn't that interesting? That actually happened. Um, Building relationships and maintaining them may seem like an impossible task sometimes. Because as I said earlier, not everyone 
is easy to love. Not everyone is easy to build a relationship with. But we got to get past that. We got to get past that. It's not about me. It's about others. Okay? And our lives are busy and our our and and our differences with other people are even greater. You know, I know that I'm different from a lot of other people. I'm told. Um but that's okay. You know, we Jesus I mean, we have the smartest uh most patient teacher in Christ, don't we? I mean, he's willing to just go, you know, it's okay, Preston. You jacked that one up, but I'm going to give you another opportunity because you you know why? Because you woke up today, son, and you're breathing. That's the opportunity he gave me of this day. You know, so often we look toward the future, but what about the now? What about the moment right now? Because we don't know when the Lord calls our number. And he brings us on home. And I know some of us are like, man, I can't wait. But there's work to do. There's work to do for you and I. And and God set an example of what a glory to God relationship looks like. So our relationship with others should mirror his desired relationship with us. Because what is his desired relationship with us? Love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. No mind. That's his desire. Can you imagine that God's main desire for you is to love him with everything about you? Whoa. I mean, that's deep. That's personal. You know, as Tara shared with us earlier, he's our friend. He no longer calls us anything. We are his friend. So, without any hesitation, our relationship with God should define how we perceive those who God brings into our lives. And I believe people are in our lives for a a certain reason. They just don't happen to be there. We are in each other's lives for that relationship building process to glorify God, okay? And so, um, we, we should see the rest of the world as God sees the rest of the world, we should see as God sees, as God does. You know, all of us are God's masterpiece, not just me. All of us are God's masterpiece. So here's my challenge. Here's my challenge to you, church. Look for opportunities to build glory to God relationships. Look for opportunities to build glory to God relationships let me, let me let me close in a word of prayer father thank you uh, for this day for this moment for this opportunity to stand before my peers to stand before my family and my loved ones and share the love that you have for us that you want it to to want us to go out and and, and share that with others. Lord, thank you for the privilege. Thank you for each that's here. And Lord, use us as a church, as individuals, to bring glory to your kingdom through the process of building relationships in a deep, affectionate way. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for loving us, and it's in Christ's name. Amen.
Please stand as Miss Tara leads us in our invitation. We are a Southern Baptist church, so we have an invitation every Sunday. And so if you have something that you need to come and pray at the altar about, you do so. If you want to come and, and, and ask Pastor Frank or myself to pray with you, uh, please do so. As Pastor Frank always says, the doors of our church are open, but I'm looking and they're closed. But you know the reference. He wants a, we, 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 we need to come together as a body of believers so that we can be more effective for the goal that God has for us, and that's to go and love others. Amen? Let's sing. <laughs>